Well, this is a bit of a first, Will. Yeah, we're doing a Beyonce, aren't we? We are doing a Beyonce or a car share. I think Peter K did this with a car share, didn't he? A surprise drop. Yes, thank goodness. We were only uh, bemoaning the other week how we were running out of Pet Shop Boys albums to talk about on Track by Track. And they heard us. They heard our cries. They heard our cries. They're avid listeners. We know that much. And so we've got something very special. It's not a brand new album or an EP, but it is a real fan favourite, isn't it? It is. I can't believe we're finally getting a full, public, very public release for Very Relentless, or just Relentless, however you like to refer it to. But yeah, we're going to be talking about it on this very special emergency episode of Track by Track. Let's go. Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast that takes a great pop music album and breaks it down, Track by Track. And our heads are spinning because on the turntable this week, we've got Relentless by Pesha Boys. Uh, yes, this is uh, the uh, bonus uh, mini disc. Mini disc? No, it's not mini. It was never on a mini disc. No, it wasn't a mini disc, Will. Hate to correct you. Uh, a mini album uh, or extra extra bonus disc uh, from Very uh, Relentless. Very Relentless. And it is extremely relentless. Praise the Lord. It really is. This is... I have to be honest, Will, because I didn't have the Very Relentless CD, I didn't hear this for a, a long, long time. Probably when we did the Very episode, which was maybe two, two, two three years ago. But blew my mind i have been enjoying obviously i've been listening to it for a while now before you uh, yeah, i've been enjoying it for ages uh yes it is life is a competition sounds uh, like a pet shop boys who, song. Who, <laughs> i have been enjoying it yeah for a long time and i i've bought the cd the very uh with the relentless bonus disc cd uh of ebay uh, a few years ago now uh, so I've had this burnt onto my uh, iTunes. Uh, not many things on there now that I've actually... Well, actually, no, that's a lie. There's loads of stuff on there that I've burnt. I've got a whole box of CDs in my cupboard. Mm. Uh, but this is this has been on heavy rotation ever since because uh, I'm a big dance music fan and I enjoy dance music of all varieties. House, hard house, trance, disco, um, oh, you know, everything and everything in between. And I was looking on eBay the other day just to see what it would cost you if you wanted to pick up an original CD of this album now. And I can't believe how much more expensive it is now how compared much to when I picked it. I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, you'll be having 50. to smash smash your piggy bank, Dan, and get a, get quite a bit out of it. Uh, and actually, if you smashed it, you can't put it back in again. So uh, go down to the tuck shop and treat yourself to something as well. Oh, some fruit salads and blackjacks, I think. Yeah, I and mean, give yourself a sherbet fountain. <laughs> so will before you even get to it and before we even get to it why are we talking about it this week well today on day of episode release if you're listening at time of original episode release the album has been re-released on vinyl for the first time since the original release 30 years ago and of course very which featured relentless if you got the very relentless version 
just turned 30 a few weeks ago. And am I right in saying not only that is we're getting this released onto streaming as well? I believe so, Will. Thank goodness. Mm. Mm. Update Lovely. your playlists. Uh, and obviously, we've already talked about Very. Such a wonderful album. Uh, and we had a great time going through it on the full track-by-track episode, which is available everywhere still, if you haven't heard it yet. But Very is commercially and critically one of their most successful albums as well. And to have this in addition, you know, icing on the cake. Absolutely. I've just had a flashback as well, Will, to the Very episode. And it was quite a relentless experience for us because that's one of the ones that we've had to record twice. <laughs> Back when we were amateur uh, podcasters and our equipment uh, wasn't fit for the job. No. Or human error. Human remains. Uh, well, I don't think we were pointing fingers, but if I had to point a finger somewhere, I'd have to say... Both of us. We're, we're a partnership. That's what you got to <laughs> say. I know it. I just know it. <laughs> now, I've got to say, this... Uh, this mini album, this disc of uh, much harder dance tracks, it's six tracks long. So this is going to be a much shorter episode than usual and very different compositions. Uh, much less about the vocals and the lyrics, much more about the composition, the production uh, and the dance uh, styles and influences in each of these tracks so really exciting actually it's kind of a different side to Pet Shop Boys which we've done before as well we're not strangers to the alternative side to Pet Shop Boys are we? Absolutely not and to be honest when I've been listening to this album today um, and thinking about where it sits in the Pet Shop Boys canon I think in some ways the similarities between this and Electric and I'm thinking specifically about things like Bolshe and Fluorescent. Mm. And I, I think I almost wonder if, while they were making Electric, I wonder if there was any sort of inkling that that it was similar in some ways to Relentless, or whether at any point in writing that they thought this could be another one of those. It's not really a, a Pet Shop Boys studio album proper, but something else. But then, you know, again, this is me in my head, as I often like to live spinning crazy stories but then of course with things like uh vocal and love is a bourgeois construct it had to be a, a pet shop boy studio album but there's definitely a link there i think to some of the music on that and yes uh, also there were plans i think to kind of to make this something more and actually to bring it into like a full album with some additional tracks on there but I actually, you know what I'm like with album tracks as well. I actually love the fact that this has been up until now a very hard to find hidden gem that one, aside from one track off this six track album, uh, everything else has been just on that CD if you happen to get it at that time. And that's a very special thing as a fan of a group who've had a very long term career. You know, some of these tracks are very personal, very precious. My, my precious. My precious. Oh. <laughs> so like Prue Leith. <laughs> oh, you still got your dodgy throat like the uh, like last week. Oh, God. no, all sorted out now. I've been sucking on some lozenges. Ah, lovely. I got to mention as well, the original packaging for Very with Relentless was fantastic because it was very tactile. It was very, it was a very raised experience. Mm, yes. Uh, and some and brilliant colours as well. It was pink, wasn't it, if you got the Relentless version? Is that right? 
pink but just inside as well just kind of wonderful bold colors uh we won't be talking about the album artwork today actually because or maybe we'll squeeze it in but certainly i've got no plans to be trampling over any of these tracks today i don't know about you Uh, actually it's not not your choice not your choice oh no it's not that's your area of expertise also no further listening today no singles on here no b-sides no remixes it's all about these six tracks should we get stuck in let's get stuck in too relentless with side one track one my head is spinning My head is spinning there. This is how we're kicking off this six-track dance odyssey from Pet Shop Boys on Relentless. And do you know what? I would just say one thing before we go into this track. I would love a continuous mix of this album. Yeah. How cool would that be? That would be amazing. Fantastic. What a shame they didn't pull it out of the bag for the 30th anniversary release. Mm. Mm. Uh, they aren't, uh, aren't afraid to revisit things, so maybe in the future. But anyway, this is a great way to start the party off because i love the slow build up to this track very quickly those drum beats coming in very camp disco drum beats which kind of just are relentless through the track and this is a this is a track uh, and i'm sure you'll mention the lyrics in a second dan because there's some significance there but this is a track that totally from the word go would be not be out of place on the dance floors at the time of somewhere like trade or heaven uh and really sort of sweaty shirts off poppers out nightclub oh heaven i love that you can almost feel how the heavy atmosphere that this track brings along you can almost breathe in the heat and the sweat from and the, the dance red red stripe and the yeah and the amyl nitrate in the air as well uh, and the smoke and the the odors of the of men r- writhing around. Oh, do you, want to give, do you want me to give you a minute? I think I, I, think I need to lie down actually after that, <laughs> uh, or a stand up, whichever you prefer. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. This is just so. I love that from the word go, you understand why this track didn't appear on very and i think you could say that for certainly four of the six songs on here i think you could say that about but so incredible that they were released because it is it's dance music masterpiece and just that it's it's also you know pet shop boys by this point they were already experimenting they were experimenting from the word go but here it's just all thrown in and all thrown across the walls as well Oh, uh, they they know what they're doing, don't they? They know their way around a dance floor. They know their way around a drum machine and a synth. And, you know, every bar of this track will have been planned. There's nothing that's wasted or looped unnecessarily. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, this is, you know, another great thing. All of these tracks, uh, with the exception of one, are well over six minutes long as well. It's just what, you know, they can be afforded that time and space. But also, we know the Pet Shop Boys love dance music. 
they lean into it often enough on their albums. But just to be let loose like this, there's no rules, there's no length that won't isn't suitable. They can just do what they do what they want, and I just love the way this has started. Uh, and it's yeah, it's it's dance music heaven for me. It really is. And Chris, that was the plan all along for Chris. In his own words, I had this studio in the country. I was writing a lot of dance music, which wouldn't work as traditional verse, chorus, pop music. I was writing stuff knowing that it wasn't going to be on Berry, some of which became relentless. Though there's still some other tracks lying around, which I'm sure will never see the light of day. Well, this is, well, I hope they do, Dan, because they kind of need to pull a few more stunts like this to help keep us going with Pet Shop Boys content. I mean, we've got no shortage of other albums by other artists to talk about, but, you know, where would we be? What would life be without a song from the Pet Shop Boys? <laughs> but lovely, lovely rhyming there. Thank you. Yep. So, Neil, Chris, if you've got any more uh, hit dark secrets in your cupboards, please get them out for us. I do get the feeling, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, because I might have read this actually, but this was definitely Chris's baby. Yep. So, yeah, as with the. Um... The quote, the impression I just did of Chris there, uh, it feels like it was a lot of him. But worth noting, all tracks credited to Tenant Low. Also, uh, a word from Neil in 2006 in the Pet Shop Boys catalogue of that year. He said, we had done several instrumental tracks, which for the most part, I couldn't think of any words for and couldn't see the point of writing words for because they sounded great. And I actually just love the idea of, you know, as I said before, we're going to get a couple with that feel more like songs that maybe could have worked their way onto the album. But for the most part, it's instrumental. And I love the idea of Neil having his uh, part to play in that as well, because we know he gets involved in the studio. There is one line in this song, Dan, and I'm sure you know where it's from. My head is spinning. This is the opening line, if I'm not mistaken, to Electronics Disappointed, featuring Mr. Neil Tennant and probably Chris Lowe as well. And if you haven't heard of Electronic, then where have you been? Because we've been banging on about them for years and we've done both their albums on Track by Track now, both available uh, everywhere to listen to. But we are big fans. Uh, well, just in case any Electronic fans write in, we've done two of their three albums. Yes. I'd, ha- I'd hate for hate, hate anyone. F- hate anyone. for you to correct me on that. Uh, but I'd, I hate feedback from fans as well. <laughs> Listeners, sorry, not fans. Uh, do you want to... <laughs> yeah arc at you uh delusions of grandeur i'm sure is a pet shop boy song M- yes must be if not it's probably one of the lost demos from R- relentless uh do you want to hear my chris lowe impression love to sex and money <laughs> okay now, now can i hear your neil tennant uh, no <laughs> <laughs> I love the pause right shall we move on yep so track two now forever in love
forever in love there. Now, if you are a patron, you might remember us talking about this very recently. This was one of our choices on a recent episode of Further Listening, our third Pet Shop Boys episode of Further Listening. And at the time, we didn't know Relentless was going to be released. We didn't know we were going to do this episode. But we did talk about this incredible track. And what's interesting about this one, and we mentioned this on the episode, is that there's a couple of versions, aren't there, of this song, Will? Yes, so we've got this, which is the original version in its uh, uh, original long form uh, with kind of much lesser production and vocals to it, but I think has much more of a grandiose house music uh, style to it. But on the further listening of Very, you've got a uh, enhanced version, a lyrically enhanced version of this song with a bit more of a pop leaning production to it. Uh, I oh, hard to pick a favorite. Which because one do you prefer? I, like it's kids. this one. It's this one. It's this one because you've still got the kind of intoxicating, repeating "Forever in Love," where you ever in love. But you've also got some fantastic keys, some fantastic beats, some fantastic uh, production, huge production to this, in fact. You've got that kind of incomprehensible chanting in the background and a couple of samples in there as well. And I just think it all hangs together brilliantly. And even in this form, I think it would stand up against some of the best Pet Shop Boys album tracks. Uh, It's probably joint favourite for me on the album. Yes, I think it is. Well, actually, no, I think for me it is the favourite, but second is just very, 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 very close behind. What do you like about this? I I do think of all the songs, this is the most accessible. And I don't want to, I, you know, I don't want to feel like, oh, I'm not, I, I need my pop music to be immediate and in, in my face, but... It just feels like a Pet Shop Boys, but I do. Yes, that's that's, that's the ba- that's basic the basic pop bitch. Yeah, thank oh, thank you very much. Oh it, no, it, not it, a compliment. <laughs> it feels like a Pet Shop Boys classic in some ways. So the fact that it's tucked away on this collection makes it feel even more special. I love lyrically, lyrically, and it, and this is one of the few songs we can say that about. I love the questions. Did you walk on a stormy night, oblivious to the rain? Did you ever decide that the time was right and you'd never go home again? And then, of course, the, the whole chorus is a, is a question. Forever in love, were you ever in love? I just love the wordplay. I love the repetition. I love the personal touch you can put on this one. Personal touch you can put on this one. That's different. Mm. I. It's just, if you love your Pet Shop Boys, it's difficult to not love this song. Neil's vocals, I think I appreciate them even more on this album because they're so few and far between. But I just love how haunting that chorus, if it, if you could call it a chorus, is on this track. And I've been listening to this song in particular loads lately. I just can't get it out of my head. Same. Since the Further Listening episode, just yeah, it's one mm. of the songs I've been playing. Oh, I'll say the other two, um, since we did our fundamental episode, Integral and Fundamental. Uh, no, not fundamental. Integral and fugitive. There we go. Fugitive again. Quite basic selections. This not really. More... No. no. <laughs> a bit, bit deeper. Bit of a deep cut. No. Uh, but what did you call me? They they really <laughs> a deep. No, I said deep cut. Oh right. Um, okay. But great, great that they saw 
further potential in this to put it onto the further listing for Very, but I think it sits very nicely in this collection of tracks in a much more kind of rawer, more urgent form. Yes, and interestingly, on the version that appears on Further Listening, that was going to be, or had planned originally to be, a B-side to Go West. Now, how? what do you think that would have done to the song, Will? Do you think it would be more known, more revered, more loved? Because, of course, Go West was a very popular single. Well, yeah, and a lot of non non Pet Shop Boys fans would have bought the single to Go West because it's just an amazing pop song. You know, maybe this could have helped hook them in even further. I certainly think, you know, again, I love the secrets and the things hidden away in the shadows. Uh, so I like the fact that it wasn't. But I think you've got a point there. It could have been a real enhancement to what was already a very strong release. Very in release in the same sentence there. Very release. Uh, let's move on now. Track three, KDX125. KDX125, Dan, if you're wondering, that is a type of motorcycle. Well, I'm quite it's a, a Kawasaki. head, as you know. Are you? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, I love the local bike you'll night have to... at the pub around the corner. Oh, you'll have to take me for a tour around your garage uh, when I'm over next. I'd be more than happy to. I'd love to get you in my sidecar as well. Oh, like what would be like Wallace and Gromit? Yes, I was thinking of... Uh... Two fat ladies, but uh, what doesn't go? It's probably pretty nice. <laughs> uh, pure instrumental heaven here, and the synth running through this—the kind of twinkling is so reminiscent of a dance track from the early, either the late eighties or early nineties, and I just can't remember what it's called. But it it's it's quite disco-y and it does start off with a do 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 I'd love to think that Chris was inspired by that song and his love of classic dance house music. Uh probably help if I can remember what it is, and I'll probably stumble across it uh one day in a few weeks' time when I'm listening to classic dance tracks I often do uh when I'm doing my chores. But at the moment I think it's just a fantastic addition to this instrumental track where you've got those kind of very camp dance drum beats running through, almost bongo-like. Mm. Not bongos, like those hand drums that you kind of slap away bongo. at. Would they be bongos? Slap away at the bongos? <laughs> <laughs> would you, would, would you uh, wait potentially, to get the but then... reaction you wanted there? <laughs> no. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just it's it's just a wonderful world of uh, of production in here because you can hear lots of different things grinding away. You've got the beat that I'd already mentioned and the drums running through it. And I just wonder why Chris named it after what was probably his motorcycle of the time. Mm. Well, that I don't have the answer to, Will. But 
I have to agree. It definitely sounds familiar, this one. And from what I can say, no sample involves, but definitely feels like he was influenced by something that we've both heard before, which is no bad thing because this, I think that that synth line on there, and then when it kind of like strips itself away, doesn't it, to just the synth line, and then some sort of electronic bass merges itself in and makes it a little bit more dramatic. But I, I, I mean, I'm going to say this for all the songs, aren't I? But I adore this one. And I adore the fact that this is the first full instrumental we've come to. And you could be a little bit nervous as a Pet Shop Boys fan and who loves to sing along with Neil's lyrics. You could be approaching that with a bit of trepida trepidation, but trep trepidation there, double trepidation. But not here. Uh, also, I wonder if he added the mo motorcycle noises into the track before he called it the motorcycle name or after because he wanted to reflect it a little bit more in it. Well, we've got that shared note, questions for the boys. So add that to it, Will. <laughs> it's quite a long list now. Should we ever actually meet them? I'm not sure how much time they would give us, but we've certainly got a long... The long list of questions to ask Pet Shop Boys is even longer than our long list of albums we still want to talk about. Which is still, and that's long. Still very long. We can maybe start whittling away at some of the questions. What's your favourite colour? What's your favourite ice cream flavour? Who would you like to have seven minutes in heaven with? We can probably take some of those out now. But maybe we should whittle it down and then we'll just get a definitive answer on what list is longer. Maybe we could then compare sizes. I'd quite enjoy that. So... Moving on to track four, we came from outer space. They came from outer space. I've got a couple of different readings to proffer to. Probably the first time we've been able to do this on this album, as we would normally do for Petra Boys tracks, because uh, there's many potential meanings and readings you can take from their tracks. I would say here, there's the classic, potentially the classic men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or there's potentially a queer reading to this around the alienation of the LGBTQ plus community and potentially the chasm between the queer community and others and maybe a lack of understanding, a lack of appreciation, a lack of acceptance as well and feeling worlds away from each other. And certainly the, 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 the cosmic starkness of this track does make you feel quite isolated at times you've got that kind of wailing vocal incomprehensible running running through it as well and probably the most out there in terms of the soundscapes being created but i think if you listen really hard you can hear a very classic kind of baseline basic pet shop boys melody also running through the bottom of it as well I think it's great because it really makes you think and it really takes you away from where you are when you're fully immersed in it. Yeah, completely agree. I think this is, the of all the tracks we've heard so far, 
this is the one that really does is it's escapism isn't it because of the relentlessness for use of a better word of the music but also the the lyrics that the vocals the effects on them um you can find yourself lost in this world and trying to work out not only the meaning behind it but also what they're actually saying because some of it is so distorted some of it is very clear um but yes, yeah, a fascinating track. It's one of those tracks you just have to keep going back to and back to, I think, just to try and make some sense of it, despite the fact you know you're really enjoying it. And I guess much like the world of human emotions and gender and sexuality, I, I'm sure it's meant to be, meant to feel like quite a confusing, intricate piece to get to grips with. And at times it will make you feel, it'll make you question, it'll make you feel isolated. And... I like the fact that it is very different as well to maybe some of the housier, ravier tracks on here. It's a bit more of like a bit more trance-like if we're talking genres of dance music. Yeah, definitely more trance. And actually something that I read on YouTube, one of the comments on YouTube about this track, somebody mentioned seeing the Pet Shop Boys live in the early 90s and that they heard these tracks uh, we, they put these tracks on in a kind of intermission and it turned into a big rave, one of the best experiences of my teens. Now, I think that'd be an amazing thing because despite everything we've just said about this track and how deep it can be read, also, it's just a phenomenal dance trance track that if you heard on Night Out, you'd maybe leave some of that meaning behind and just enjoy it for the music. And to actually hear that at a Pet Shop Boys gig mm. would be just monumental, wouldn't it? Oh, it sounds incredible, particularly as a teenager. I mean, I think the closest I came to a rave when I was a teenager was watching The Prodigy on Top of the Pops. Oh, it was very heavy though, wasn't it? At the time, yeah. Now it's, um, you know, the, the ditties are much lighter. Titties. <laughs> and on what you said as well, Will, I think one of the lines that really kind of speaks to uh, the queer scene, to the queer story is that line, we came from outer space to our parents. And that whole idea of coming out to your parents, but they're coming from outer space. I love that wordplay. The, the gays are invading. Mm, probing. Mm, yes. Okay, so penultimate one, track five now. Here we go with... Oh, Dan, it's about you. The man who had everything. Oh, thank you very much. Man who has everything there. And once again, we've got not a full instrumental, but vocals quite distorted in the mix there, quite repetitive as well. We've not got the full verse chorus thing going on here. But another track that, as a Pet Shop Boys fan, you're probably going to love. One word I can hear loud and clear in this uh, towards the end is love. So the man who has everything, what does the man who have everything has? Who has everything have? Love. Love, that's all he has. That's actually, all he needs. when you... When you ha- when yet when you have love, you don't need anything else. I'm going to beg to differ on that, but maybe it's not the time to go into mm. it. Uh, a bit wishy-washy but, for me, that. Uh, 
You're like material goods. Yes, and money, cash. Sex and money. <laughs> uh, this is... This starts off really hard, but then you get some great, very familiar Pet Shop Boys motifs in the production coming through as well. And I like... It kind of walks a fine line between being really hard house with being classic Pet Shop Boys dance as well. So the man who has everything has a classic Pet Shop Boys song and a harder dance track together. Mm. And love. And love. And money? Is there anything about money there? And money? Money? Uh, nothing about money, actually, Dan, but uh, uh, you'd ha- you'd find love at the club with this. Like that song. Well, who was that? JLS? That that one was talk- that was talking about having having it off in a nightclub. Oh, Usher. Was it him? I think it was quite a grotty experience. Mm, some of the clubs I went to in my youth, I think some of the people were having it off. Dan, question for you. Mm-hmm. No, none of my business. None of my business. Oh, go on. You've started so you can finish. Oh, although I'm sure in the public interest of our listeners would want to know if you've ever had a request played in a nightclub. Oh, I hoped you were going to say that. No, I do remember <laughs> having one refused a long time ago. A club in Lincoln <laughs> called Back to Mono and they played it all on all the songs on vinyl. It was very kind of lots of 70s and 60s and stuff like that. And I asked for Gimme Shelter by Rolling Stones, one of my favourite songs of all time. And the DJ just looked at me and pointed to everyone on the dance floor and he said, what, do you think they're going to dance to that? And that, that, that was that. I was very upset. Oh, God. The detail you describe that suggests that's very much stuck in your mind. Yes, it's one of those things that replays in my head at least once a week. And also... When you're trying to get to sleep at midnight on a Sunday. Yeah. But they would have danced to it. It's a great song. Yes, it's a bit slower, but it's got a groove. Come on. Will. Come on. Question for you. Yes. Yes. If you were in John Lewis and love wasn't an option because you can't buy love from John Lewis, what would you get, the man who has everything? I would get him a uh, a Lynx uh, body spray and shower gel set. Africa? Absolutely. The man who has everything will want to smell great and be properly cleansed. Mm. What good choice, And Maybe if he's been really... Maybe if he's been really good, get him L'Oreal Men's Expert. Well, the man who's been spoiled. Mm. Uh, not not a spoiler out for your Christmas present, but uh, not far off. Oh, you got me the Lynx Africa aftershave. Uh, Posh stuff. Push the push the boat out. Push the boat out this year. It's been a good year. Mm. Okay, already we're on the last track because track six now. One thing leads to another. One thing leads to another there. And if you had Neil Tennant rapping on your Pet Shop Boys track by track episode bingo cards, you can firmly cross it off there because he raps the whole verses and then 
uh, reverts back to wonderful uh, sung lyrics for the chorus. Now, this is very of its time, that kind of rap with the drum, almost drum and bass beats running behind it. And considering the kind of dreamy delivery of the chorus and the very matter-of-fact delivery of the the rap, you would be surprised to know, I guess, or to, to, to hear that it's actually a song about death. Mm. And very similar to how we were talking about Integral a few weeks ago on Fundamental. You know, you, you're on first listen, or if you don't really listen to the lyrics, it's just incredible euphoric dance music that you just love and want to dance to, but always a hidden meaning with these boys. This is a fantastic track, though. I love it. This is my, uh, the aforementioned other favourite on the album, not just because there's lyrics in it, but because of how it sounds, how it was composed, what it means, how it's delivered, how it's sung and rapped as well. But also, it's just strange to say this is a song about death, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's interesting, which I think is really important certainly for a pet shop boys song you you know they can create an, an, a, an amazing three minute pop anthem and you'll love it but also when they do something good it just brings you in and draws you in and captures your attention and that happens here and this i think many people many casual pet shop boys fans although they might not have got relentless but maybe they picked up very relentless just because it's what they had on the shelves at our price back in 1994 Many people might be surprised to know that the rap and the lyrics and the story actually runs in reverse order. So right at the end of verse four, there's the line, you've got a job, you like the job, then your lover says she's moving out and moving back in. That's the start of the story. And the story actually ends with the first line, you wonder why your life passes before you, they close your eyes and the doctor says it's too late. And that's the death that you mentioned. And just what a what a clever way to write this. I can't think of another song where someone's done this. Uh, it's it's storytelling in music at its, at its best, isn't it? I love the concept as well. This was muted to be a proper release at one point, but the idea they had was they were going to flip it round and do it in chronological order. Yeah, which would have been insane. Because I think, yeah, the thought was that this would do what this sound, again, the rap, quite a breakbeat sound, I think, as well on there, Will. I don't know if you'd care to disagree with me. I would never disagree with you, Dan. Never, ever, ever. Oh. But? No, no uh, buts. <laughs> Sorry. That breakbeat sound, something very new for them. Um, yeah, so perhaps they were eyeing something in the US that maybe wouldn't have been as much of a hit here, but maybe it would have been as much of a hit here. Who knows? We'll never know. All we do know is that this, I think for a lot of people, is a favourite further listening track. In fact, Will... Is this going to appear on part four of Pet Shop Boys Further Listening on Patreon? It might do, because I think for a lot of people, this isn't just a favourite Further Listening track or a favourite song that could have been. I think for a lot of people, this is a favourite Pet Shop Boys song. It's that good. And they've saved it for the last track on this mini album, uh, which is fantastic. When you really get into this album, Dan, and I hope if anyone's listening hasn't heard it before... They do so. You'll really discover on the surface what what is a maybe a kind of passion project of dance tracks is something much more meaningful than that when you really listen to the tracks. And like we were saying, you know, we 
enjoy this. We enjoy it again. We've been listening to lots of these songs on repeat because just like the best Pet Shop Boys songs, they stand to repeat listening. And a continuous mix, you know, what would that be? About 40 minutes in total, Mm. I think would be brilliant. This is a great song to kind of bring it down at the end as the first one was a great way in. 40 minutes, I would say, would be the perfect amount of time. Any longer, and it would would be a bit relentless. Oh, we'd have a great dance to that, wouldn't we? And you you summed it up quite nicely there, Will. Very similar to what Neil said about the re-release of the album. He said, this was an experiment for us 30 years ago with its six new extended dance tracks. We're very proud of it and delighted it's now getting the standalone release it deserves. And not only the standalone release it deserves, the standalone episode of Track by Track it deserves. I might have added in the couple oh, was of was that sentences. was that on the was that on the oh. well you hear what you want to hear and that can be a good thing sometimes I think that's a great point to finish on isn't it is like this this mini album what was part of very originally we like it so much we wanted to do a mini episode and drop kick it out there surprise to everybody so i hope you've enjoyed hope you've enjoyed and don't forget there's plenty more pet shop boys in fact we've done all but one of their studio albums which are available uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts also on patreon there are seven pet shop boys exclusives four episodes of the disco series three episodes of further listening you've also got the dusty reputation episode on there as well so let's make it a nice round eight Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll see you again soon for more track-by-track fun. And until then, I've been the man who has everything. And my head is spinning in outer space. Ah. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.